0: Today is Tuesday, April 17th, 2018, and you're listening to the official Vue News Podcast. I'm Adam Jarr. And I'm Greg Pollack. And we're your hosts on this week's tour of the most interesting and relevant Vue.js content.
1: Welcome to the tour. Right this way. On Friday the 13th, Evan Yu released VuePress, a minimalistic, Vue-powered static site generator. Sounds like WordPress, but I don't think it's a blog. No. ViewPress has two parts. First, it's a static site generator with a vue powered theming system. And secondly, it has a default theme, optimized for writing technical documentation. It was created to support the documentation needs of View's own projects. And this is a single-page app, or is it pre-rendered on the server side? That's actually one of the big selling points for ViewPress. During build time, it creates a pre-rendered version of the app, making it super fast and also SEO-friendly. Once the page is loaded, however, Vue takes over the static content and turns it into a single-page application. So should I use this instead of Next? Good question. Probably no. Next is designed for building applications, and VuePress is really just focused on content-centric static sites. So if you have a documentation- or content-heavy website, then maybe...
0: You may have heard of Django Girls for Python or NG Girls for Angular. These are initiatives to help introduce women to programming, and they serve as communities for women programmers in those frameworks. Thanks to Jen Looper,
1: the Vue community now has Vue Vixens. It's great to see members of the Vue community creating diversity and inclusion initiatives. What will Vue Vixens be focusing on? Well, they have a three-prong approach. They
0: have a selection of mini-workshops that can be done as a breakfast or lunch and learn activity. They offer free full-day workshops associated with conferences, as well as consultation and management for conference diversity initiatives, including the creation of a scholarship fund to help attendees offset their conference travel and hotel costs. They've already participated in the Amsterdam and US-based Vue conferences, so keep an eye
1: on all the great work they're doing. Video of Evan Yu's keynote from VueConf US is now online. In the talk, he covers the growth of Vue, recent project releases, the maturing ecosystem, the Vue Loader rewrite, Vue CLI 3, upcoming releases of Vue.js, and initiatives to improve the stability and evolution of the library. So, what do the upcoming releases look like? Well, there are two branches of UJS Core that are being worked on, along with the new version of UX. The first version of UJS Core is 2.6, which contains an ECMAScript module's browser build, better asynchronous error handling and warning output, as well as v4 iterator support. Then there's the 2.6 Next version, which contains all these features, plus a proxy based reactivity system and the latest ECMAScript features. So, basically, 2.6 Next is for developers who don't have to support older versions of browsers. The talk is available to watch on ViewMastery.com, along with Jacob Schatz's ViewComp talk on using Vue.js at GitLab, Rachel Neighbor's talk about using Vue in Motion, and Ed Yerberg's talk on testing Vue applications.
0: Speaking about conference videos, Vue.js Amsterdam released two more talks Jen Looper talking about creating engaging native mobile apps with Vue and NativeScript, and Yves Van Horn speaking on Vue development in Code Sandbox. If you're a fan of podcasts like this one, we also want to make sure that you know about the new Views on View podcast created by Charles Max Wood. He interviews a few people you might know, including Evan Yu, Chris Fritz,
1: and Ramsey Lanier. If you need to integrate your View app with Google Maps to implement an Airbnb type interface, the folks over at JetRuby Agency recently posted an article showing how they did just that to create a website called RB Malta. Creating
0: points on a map and synchronizing them with a list with the ability to filter that list It's not a small
1: task. No, it's not. So it's great to see more examples of how to implement this using Vue.js. If you're a Vue developer, you're very
0: familiar with how to do list rendering. (laughs) Yeah, the V4 directive. But if you're new to Vue, there's a CSS Tricks article by Hassan Jirda that covers how to use this directive. It also goes into detail about using the special key attribute when rendering lists. Do you know why that's so important, Greg? Way to put me on the spot,
1: Adam. Jeez. View uses the key attribute to create unique bindings for each node's identity. I totally didn't read that from the documentation just now. Well, you're right. Of course I'm right.
0: So if there were dynamic UI changes to our lists, by default, Vue would change data within each element rather than reorder the elements. In most cases, this won't cause an issue, but if our list depends on DOM state or child component state, this can cause things to get out of order, unless we use the key attribute to maintain those unique bindings to each node's identity. The article does a good job of visually demonstrating what can go wrong if you forget to use the key attribute, and even demonstrates how using keys lets you use Vue's transition group element effectively.
1: We seem to talk a lot in the podcast about making single-page applications SEO-friendly. But what if Googlebot just knew how to run your JavaScript and could load up your SPAs no problem? Well, that would be awesome. And what if I told you that Googlebot has known how to run your JavaScript and render your SPAs starting in 2014? Well, I
0: would call you a liar.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize this either, but it turns out that Googlebot, indeed, when loading an SPA, runs asynchronous JavaScript and will wait at least 20 seconds for a call to complete. So it's going to render it correctly. Well, wait, so then
0: why are we doing all this server-side rendering and pre-rendering for SEO?
1: It's a good question. And in an article this week, Anthony Gore goes over the facts. Which are? Well, you shouldn't trust that Googlebot will be infallible, there may be edge cases where it can't load your page. And just because your page is indexed doesn't mean it will rank well. Doesn't page load speed weigh on your search rankings? Yeah, it totally does, which means if it's running JavaScript, it's not loading quickly. In his article, Anthony does a great job of describing the differences between server-side rendering and pre-rendering, your two options for being SEO-friendly. Server-side rendering is where a page is rendered by the web server when a request is
0: received and HTML is sent.
1: Right, and pre-rendering is when static HTML pages are created at build time, so they're already generated for everyone.
0: Which wouldn't work for pages with user-specific content. If you're switching to Vue from another language or framework, you may be interested in reading this week's article about how newcomers to Vue leveraged the framework along with VueDify to go from wireframe to working website. The writer shares about his development experience, some pitfalls he ran into, and what he enjoyed. And what pitfalls did he run into? He discovers some of the known caveats with array change detection. For example, Vue can't detect when you try to directly reset an item within an array by setting its index equal to a new value. And you can't modify the length of an array with code like arrayName.length equals newLength. There are pretty simple workarounds, but if you aren't aware of these caveats yet, this could cost you some development time. True. So, what do you enjoy about using Vue? Well, he found Vue's template syntax intuitive, along with how easy it is to reuse code with Vue components, and he appreciated how helpful the third-party Vue ecosystem can be, with libraries such as Vue Markdown, which he used. Creating advanced forms,
1: especially with multi-selects, can be a pain. As a good thing Damien Dulish created a multi-select library for us. Yeah, and this week, Hugo Caniero wrote up a great tutorial showing how he used the Vue multi-select library to create a form that allow users to search through a database of options, select multiple results to add to a list, with the ability to delete selected options. Definitely check it out if you need to implement multi-select anytime soon.
0: If you're interested in learning how to set up Nuxt with WordPress REST API, we've got the article for you. In Alessandro Giordo's Medium article, he explores the initial setup, the folder structure, how to incorporate Vuex, how to specify which parts of your app to render on the client side, how to import plugins, and he ends with showing you how to do a quick and simple deployment.
1: Lastly, if you're still getting started with Vue, Alex Brown wrote up a simplistic tutorial where you get to build VueTube, a very basic YouTube clone. So what all does he cover? Just the basics from using the CLI, displaying data, adding style, creating methods, and listening for events. Thank you for joining us on the official Vue News Podcast. We'll see you next week as we cover the latest news and tutorials in the Vue community. Also, this Thursday, Vue Mastery will be releasing VueConf US Talks, this time from Sarah Dresner, John Lindquist, and Jen Luper. So keep an eye out for those.